Well, hey there, and welcome to the Scattered Saints podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm so glad you decided to join us today for an awesome message from Pastor Brett Esslinger. He's in the middle of our Prepare Him Room series as we get ready for this Christmas season. So turn up your volume, get ready, and I'll talk to you guys at the end of the podcast. Hey, thank you, DeAndre and India. I love that we get to do church together and we're gathered together under one name, the name of Jesus from house to house and home to home. You know, before we move past our prayer moment, I think it would be uh, important uh, to also pray for our frontline workers, our medical workers, um, you know, doctors, nurses, but there's, there's so many behind the scenes people that make hospitals work, unit clerks, people that, that actually clean up uh, the respiratory techs, all the different individuals that, that make um, healthcare possible and they're tired and, and they're stressed. So can we join together right now? Let's pray for our frontline medical workers as, as you know, we're hitting uh, heights of, of numbers in our province and, and we need God to, to do something. We need him to move and we're so thankful uh, for him. Come on, let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you that you're walking with us in this season through every moment. And I just take a moment now uh, to thank you for our hospital administrators. Father, we thank you for those cleaning staff and cleaning crew, for, for those who, who do sanitization. Father, we thank you for the respiratory techs and those who, uh, who make it possible for there to be safe and clean spots for, for, for people to get well. Father, we pray for the doctors and nurses who are working uh, extremely hard to take care of those uh, who, who need help. Jesus, we just pray now also for those who... who drive the ambulances for the paramedics for ems who those who respond on the scene quickly lord anyone who's working in the medical field right now on the front line anyone who's making the the, the hospital run for the unit clerk uh for, for the intake person father we just we're so thankful for them and as a church body we just pray a hedge of protection around them that you would protect them we think specifically now lord we're praying for the misericordia that's that's near us it's near and dear to us we pray for that hospital for the incredible doctors and staff that are there lord would you protect them would you lead them? Would you guide them, Father? Come on, church. Why don't you stretch your hands towards the screen now and begin to pray for the doctors and nurses. There's so many who come to our church, so many of the cleaning staff, the sanitization staff, so many in, in food preparation who work there. Come on, would you start praying with me as we pray for these uh, incredible members of our church family and members of our community who are fighting for health and wholeness? Come on, we pray for them now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and everybody from how to house and home to home said, amen, amen. Why don't we jump straight into scripture? We're going to look at Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11. We're going to uh, spend some time in the Old Testament as we make our way uh, towards uh, Christmas here. It's Christmas season. It's Advent season. We're starting a brand new collection of talks called Prepare Him Room. We're going to Ecclesiastes 3, verse 11. And I'm going to encourage you, if you have a paper Bible at home, get it out. You can't complain about the lights being too low. You just got to turn them up uh, at home and you can read it uh, bright and clear and prepare your notepad. Get ready to write these things down. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 11. It says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, People cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning 
to end. You know, by our time, uh, by the time we're done today, by the time our, our time is over, I hope that we would understand that nothing is wasted with Jesus. That with Jesus, nothing is wasted. Now, uh, you might have already figured this out about me, but the truth is I'm not very good at waiting. Uh, if I'm waiting for something, I'm kind of like a caged animal. Like if you would see me here at church waiting for this moment, I'm pacing back and forth. I'm like a tiger in a cage. I just, I can't stay still. I just keep moving. Even right now, I can, I can barely keep still. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get into the drive through and I'm just like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. What's taking you so long to order that coffee with one cream? I don't know what's taking you so long. We just got this idea that, uh, that if we're waiting for something that we're wasting away, you're wasting I don't have time for this. You're costing me time that I don't have. Uh, this week I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's uh, a new dad-to-be. First-time dad. Come on, shout out to all you first-time dads out there. He's a first-time dad, and they're waiting for their firstborn. Uh, I don't know if you remember what that was like. I know all the ladies are like, who, who cares about the firstborn dads? What about the mom? Listen, I agree. I just happen to be talking to the dad. And he's like, man, waiting's the worst. There's so much anticipation. There's like, should I come home from work? And he's prepping his plan to get home from work and get her to the hospital and get everything going, do you remember that moment, that anxiety of the waiting? And there's a part of you that's just like, I just want this to be over. And then there's another part of you that's like, maybe we could just wait a little bit longer. I don't know about you, but maybe you've said something like, 2020, (laughs) what a waste. What a waste. Maybe you've been wrestling with this season, wrestling with what it looks like, what it feels like. Maybe you had all these plans or these goals. Maybe your wedding uh, didn't happen as planned. Maybe you had to grieve in a way that you did not expect. You know, 2020 has been this mixed bag of I didn't see coming and all those plans that we had. I know for us as a family, we planned to go to Disneyland. We, we didn't get to do that. There's, there's so many different waves of, of disappointment that could come from our plans or our preparations. And, and it kind of just leaves us in this state of like, I guess we're, we're waiting now. And, and the reality is most of us consider waiting to be wasting. But if we're being honest, Jesus doesn't feel that way at all. In Galatians chapter 4, he says, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. At the right time, God sent his son. When the right time came, This is a timing moment. This is a moment of recalibration. This is a a moment where we can (laughs) wait with anticipation. Advent season, the season that we're in, uh, is is Latin for coming and for arrival. It it speaks to expectation and and anticipation. Uh, There's this season uh, that we're in right now as we're looking towards celebrating Jesus coming, but the scripture says at the right time, at the right time, do you really feel like when Jesus arrived, people felt like it was the right time? Or do you think, hey, it's about time? 
The thing that preceded Jesus arriving, when you get to the end of the Old Testament and you begin to start the New Testament, it was 500 years of silence. Silence when God didn't speak, when there was no prophetic word, when there was no voice, when there was no scripture to write down. There was this long gap, a period of waiting, and Jesus arrives at the right time. Why? Because God has a right time. Everything has been made beautiful in its own time. Jesus has a timeline. He has a plan and he has a purpose. And while you consider this season to be wasted in your waiting, Jesus says, just watch what happens when you let me into your waiting. Would you shift your heart posture? Would you consider with me for a moment that in the midst of our waiting, You are not wasting away, but Jesus wants to prepare you for what comes next. I want us to jump together. Uh, We're going to jump to the book of Lamentations. And I want to remind you that in the midst of this waiting, in the midst of this season, there is hope. We're looking in the book of Lamentations. Now, uh, (laughs) you're kind of like, why are you trying to point me towards hope and taking me to a book called Lamentations, which is all about lament? It's a book full of complaint. It's it's it's, It's just this real honest dialogue, most likely from the prophet Jeremiah, just pouring his heart out. It's beautiful, beautiful literature. Here's a fun fact about the book of Lamentations is that in our Bible, it happens right after the book of Jeremiah because uh, in in English, we we make the connection with the author, but in the Hebrew Bible, it's actually placed in the midst of wisdom literature. It's, It's a beautifully crafted piece of Hebrew poetry. Some believe it's actually the outworking of grief of Jeremiah as he processes through the, the season that he's in. He was in the midst of, uh, of a difficult season. He's the, in the midst of, uh, of personal pain. They're in the midst of national pain. Imagine this. They're in the midst of dealing with government orders and restrictions. And at the height of that personal pain, he writes this book called Lamentations. And what we discover in the book of Lamentations, which is, which is a book of just that laments, that it climaxes in chapter 3. We hit this peak moment in chapter 3 and we discover this hope in the midst of the pain. Now, it, because of the structure of this type of poem, it's made to have that peak moment right there. But Could you just picture this with me for a moment, that in the height of our pain, in the height of our grief, and in the height of of our loss, there is hope. At the very greatest time where you feel like all hope seems to be lost, that you can find hope in Jesus in the midst of lamentations, there's a peak right in the middle that says, listen, in this moment I can understand that I'm not wasting away in the waiting that Jesus is using this season. He's transforming me. He's preparing me. He's taking this setback and he's turning it into a setup so I can move into the next season. I can take a step forward following Jesus one step at a time. We consider waiting to be wasting. But Jesus doesn't. As you're making your way to Lamentations, I'm I'm actually reminded of John chapter 6. And in John chapter 6... Jesus just gets finished feeding the 5,000. You can parallel this with Mark chapter 5. But in John chapter 6, he sends the disciples around. And he says, I want you to pick up what's left 
so that nothing is wasted. Now he's speaking about leftovers, the food. He multiplied these loaves and these fishes. And, and, and the disciples were able to go around. They picked up 12 baskets, one basket each. They each got a doggy bag that they could take on a boat as if Jesus was to say, listen, as you pour out in this season, as you give and as you serve others, as, as you love uh, selflessly and you take care of the needs of that crowd of 15,000 people, don't you know that I will always provide for you, that there's always a supply for you, that Jesus is more than enough. He says, won't you go pick up those leftovers so that nothing is wasted? I, I just feel like that connects to us so deeply in this season where you might feel like you've poured out. You, you've poured out your life. You've poured out what you can. You, you're, spoken, you're speaking words of encouragement. You've been the person sending the text message. You've been the person sending the email. I just feel like today there's somebody who's watching and you would say, listen, I just feel depleted in this season. And Jesus says, would you pick up the leftover so that nothing is wasted with you. Nothing is wasted. You might feel like you're living on the scraps or maybe you're a, a pale reflection of who you once were. But he says, I am more than enough. Nothing is wasted. If you pour out, he will pour in. In fact, the beautiful picture of the power and the presence of Jesus, his very Holy Spirit, is that if you'd imagine that you're like a cup and he wants to fill you up, and yet the bottom is out. So it's a cup that's always full and he's always pouring it in and it's always pouring out. May it flow to you so it can flow through you. Sometimes we have a worry that there's not going to be enough, that Jesus isn't going to take care of us in this season. Maybe you're mad. Maybe you're angry, you're feeling grief. You feel like, listen, I've, I've carried more than any person should have to carry. Can I tell you, Jesus is increasing your capacity. And the capacity that's being increased in a season of adversity is actually preparing you to carry what comes next a new leadership capacity, a new ability to take care of more, to handle more responsibility as he stretches and he pulls and he pulls in the midst of the season that nothing is wasted. This season is not wasted. Let's jump to Lamentations 3. It says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each Morning. I almost said his Murphy uh, begins uh, fresh every morning, which is the name of my brand new niece, Murphy. And, but the, his mercies begin fresh each morning. His mercies are new every morning. Listen to this in Lamentations 3, verse 24. This is the, the CSB. I think you'll see on the screen the NLT. It says, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I put my hope in him. The Lord is my portion. Other translations say, the Lord is my inheritance. Think about that for a moment. The Lord is my portion, therefore I put my hope in Him. The Lord is my portion. Jesus Himself is enough. Our plans may be delayed. Our dreams might not come to fruition the way that we thought that they should. 
But when we realize that His mercies are new every morning, we also realize that He is enough. That He's enough for me. And that if I could put my trust in Him, even if all this that I love fades away, withers away, Jesus is enough. I guess the question is, am I putting my faith and my trust in my plans? Or am I putting my faith and my trust in Jesus? (laughs) What if instead of waiting it out, (laughs) we shifted our heart posture and we started waiting with anticipation? What if instead of saying, I'm just going to make it through, I'm just, I'm just going to get there, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to hold on. What if instead of holding on in this season, uh, holding on to just whatever you could hold on to in your life, what if you held on to Jesus, the hand of the one who holds the world and let him pull you through in this season? He is the strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. What if instead of waiting it out, we said, in this season, nothing is wasted. Jesus wants to use me. Jesus wants to use you. He wants to speak through you. He wants to bring hope and life and encouragement to you and through you and all around you. He placed you in that neighborhood. He placed you at that school. He placed you at that job. Those people are in your life for a reason. Those family members that that just annoy you are in your life for a reason. Jesus called you for such a time as this. We're not going to wait it out. We're going to wait with with anticipation for what Jesus is going to do. And my friends, can I tell you that you don't have to wait for the end of COVID for Jesus to be at work in your life or in your family's life. He wants to do it right here, right now. He says, come on, would you wait with anticipation as I come in? You know, we got to prepare him room. My favorite Christmas carol, Joy of the World. Joy to the World, written by Isaac Watts, wasn't actually written as a Christmas carol. It was actually written as a, as a theological reflection poetry uh, around Psalm 89, uh, and yet it becomes adapted as this well-loved Christmas carol. It says, let every heart prepare him room. If you flip forward, you'll discover that he's basing that line off of Luke chapter 2, verse 7 says this, And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. There was no room at the inn. You know, sometimes I think we read Bible stories and we're like, listen, I would not do what these people do. I would always have room at my house for Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Like, listen, I'm always prepared, but in actuality, you wouldn't have known that they were coming. I mean, how many of you have that guest room ready to go right now? We we look at the characters in the Bible and and we look at it from hindsight. We look at it from a high level and go, "I, I would be ready. But the question is, in this season, are you ready? Do you have room in your heart for Jesus? Like, no, I'm a believer. I trust in Jesus. No. Do you have room in your heart right now for Jesus to work in you and through you in this season, even though it's not ideal, even though it's not what you planned, even though it doesn't look how you think it should look? Do you have room for Jesus in this present circumstance? Maybe even in your own heart, do you have room for 
for Jesus. Maybe you're wrestling with doubt and anxiety and you're, maybe you're angry, you're in the grieving process. Do you have room for Jesus to do a work in you, not only outside of you? Sometimes it's easier to believe for a tangible, tangible miracle than it is to believe that I could actually cast all my cares and my anxieties on Jesus. Come on, we're not waiting it out because nothing is wasted in the waiting. Jesus is working. I want to think about this thought from the, the founder of Alpha. He's actually the vicar of HTB in London, Nicky Gumbel. He says, who you become while you are waiting is as important as what you are waiting for. Who you become while you are waiting is as important as what you are waiting for. Jump back now to Lamentations 3 verse 26. It says, So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. It is good to be filled with anticipation and expectation. It is good to prepare Him room in our hearts and in our lives for Him to do something in us, around us, and through us in what seems like uncertain times. Of this I can be sure, that Jesus is walking with you. Let's circle back. To Ecclesiastes 3, verse 11 says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He's planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scoop of God's work from beginning to end. Come on, did you hear it at the very end? People cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. There is a plan. There is a a purpose. Nothing is wasted in the waiting. Who you become in the season of waiting is as important as what you are waiting for. Jesus has not abandoned you. He's not forgotten about you. In fact, he's knocking on the door of your heart today and he says, do you have some room in your heart and in your mind and in your life for me this season? We're not waiting it out. We're waiting with anticipation for what Jesus wants to do. Hey, maybe you're watching today and you've never made a decision to invite Jesus in your life. Maybe you feel like you're lost, you're, you're adrift, that you don't have a compass. You're just looking for some sense of hope and some sense of direction. My friend, can I tell you that Jesus wants to do something in your life and he wants to do it today. He wants to start a journey with you. He wants to walk with you through every season of life. He wants to let you know that your waiting is not wasted, that nothing is wasting. He's working even though you can't see it, even though you can't necessarily feel it, even though you don't know that He's doing it. It says that the, the human heart cannot understand the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end, and yet God has placed eternity on every person's heart. There's a drawing and a longing maybe inside of you today. You're like, I don't know what this is that simply Jesus tapping you on the shoulder and saying, listen, the best is yet to come. And he's reaching out his hand and he says, will you do life with me? Will you walk through this next season with me? I want to be in your life. I want to do life with you. I want to pour in so you can pour out. 
I want to bring hope into the midst of your helplessness. So if that's you today, you want to make a decision to follow Jesus. You want to walk with Jesus. Or maybe you're already a follower of Jesus, but there's a part of you that says, I trust in my own plans and preparations more than I do in the Lord's right now. It's an opportunity. He extends a hand to you and says, listen, I know you thought your plans were better. He says, but I'm going to redeem this season. I'm going to redeem this time. And what I want to do in you, through you, and around you will so far out pass, uh, surpass whatever it is you have planned or purposed in your own heart that he's inviting you to trust him. So today, if for the first time you want to invite Jesus into your life, or if you've walked away and you want to invite him into your heart again, we're going to pray together. I just want you to say, yeah, that's me. You can wave at your screen. You can wave at your TV. You can wave at your device and you can hit a button uh, that says, I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. There'll be a, a moment coming up in the chat where you can just say, yeah, I want to follow Jesus. You can also text, you can get your phone out and text the word Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, to 587 400 Zero. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray together. And if you want to pray that prayer for the very first time, I just want you to repeat after me. Come on. I, I, I can see that hand online and I can see uh, that we got a bunch of people about to click that button right now. We're going to pray this prayer together. Come on. Here we go. Repeat this after me. We say, dear Jesus, I need you now more than ever. So I give you everything. My wins and my losses my sins, and my successes. From this moment on, I'm following you one step at a time. Jesus, I give you my whole life. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us on the Scattered Saints podcast. Guys, we're so excited that you decided to listen and are subscribing and taking hope in Jesus during this season. We're so excited for the rest of the Prepare Him Room series from Pastor Brett. And we will be sure to upload it here. So get ready, turn on your notifications, and we'll catch you guys in the next.